This podcast is presented to you by the Young Adults Ministry of Faith Chapel San Diego. To find out more, please visit faithchapelsd.com. Here's why tonight uh, is so about participation. So the other day uh, I was sitting down, I was playing with the kids and stuff, and I sat there for a long time and my leg fell asleep. You guys know what I'm talking about? It's the worst, right? And so, and I'm not the kind of guy that's like, okay, I got to give it like a minute for the blood to get back in my leg, let it wake up before I start walking. Oh no, I, I, I just, I'm like, oh man, it hurts so much. And I'm like making my way into the kitchen, right? And I get a big old glass of water. And I'm not talking like the little glass that you have in there. I'm talking like the big, like mason jar, massive glass of ice water, right? And my leg is still tingling. I'm filling it up and I'm like, oh gosh, it hurts. I'm freaking out. I go and I sit down at the table and I can't just sit like all like with proper no I like slam myself down on the table because it hurts and I immediately spill my huge thing all over myself all over my lap my shirt everything like I just got all I just got there the wife just finished cooking dinner like so we're about to eat I make this huge mess right you know it was funny we all started laughing hysterically because it was just such a Josiah moment but more importantly than in that moment was the spirit of the Lord spoke to me I've just been trying to really prep my own spirit in, in preparation for what the Lord wanted to do this weekend and I don't want to just come and have a great firework experience fireworks blow up and they're exciting for a moment and they fade away very quickly and everybody gathers around to enjoy the firework, but you, if you know anything about me, that's, that's not my heart for throwing uh, events like this weekend. It, it's more to help put kindling in, uh, inside of the fire that is already burning within you so that weeks and months and years after this, you say, I could track it back to, to September 27th, 28th, and 29th when the Lord so did something inside of my life, I was forever changed and I've never been the same. So I've just been in prayer and so when you're in prayer and you're spending a lot of time in the presence of the Lord, as we always should be doing. So I, I was in that moment and I felt the spirit of the Lord just speak to me in that moment. He says, wow, things get really messy when you're asleep but are waking up, huh? And I felt that deep in my heart. It was as if this, this thought was like, man, like my legs were asleep, but they were waking up and, and things got a little messy. And what I feel like a message to us believers in the room tonight is that there is something that the Lord is doing that is shaking us to our core, that is truly going to wake up a sleeping church. And it might be a little messy at first, and it might be a little tingly and uncomfortable at first, but I promise you being awake is so much better than staying dormant. And I truly believe there was an awakening that is coming to the church, in particular to the American church, in particular to San Diego, right here at Faith Chapel or wherever you go to church. I'm believing God is stirring something. And events like this weekend, I believe, is kerosene on the fire. It births something. It creates an expectancy and an anticipation in the lives and hearts of the people that are uh, attending or involved that maybe wouldn't come to a typical Wednesday night service or a typical Sunday morning, but they might come to a special event and God just might have their number. Not because he randomly selects who shows up, but because you and I prepare the atmosphere and, and petition for breakthrough on behalf of those who don't know how to pray for it themselves. That's where you and I come into the picture, and that's really what tonight is about. 
So I'm praying that our sleeping legs would, would wake up in Jesus' name. And even though it might be a little messy, it might be a little uncomfortable, and we might not be super used to every little thing that happens, it's far better than everything staying asleep where there's no circulation. Okay, Luke 11. I told myself I wasn't going to preach. I don't even have notes, okay? So if this goes long, it's, it's just, I'm a preacher, and I'm sorry about that. Okay, Luke 11, uh, I'm going to read to you a little portion of scripture right here. If you want to track with me, you totally can. This has to do with prayer. Uh, in verse 1, it says this, and I got no notes for you, nothing on the screen, so just you're going to have to just listen, okay? And then we're going to get ready to go back into a little time of worship and prayer in a minute. It says this in Luke 11, 1. One day, as Jesus was in prayer, what was Jesus doing? He was in prayer. One of his disciples came over to him as he finished and said, Would you teach us a model prayer that we could pray just like John did for his disciples? I love that Jesus is about to teach them the model prayer because what is he doing? He's praying. Like, you don't come up to me on the golf course and ask me to teach you how to play tennis. If you want me to teach you how to play golf, like, I'm the best around, okay? Like, you know, I just, I got you. No problem. But my point is, is you can't teach somebody something that they're not modeling. They have to be able to dispense it, to display it, to prove it, and then you can glean from it. So Jesus is in prayer. These guys want to learn to pray. So Jesus taught them this prayer. He said, our Heavenly Father, may the glory of your name be the center of the, okay, all this stuff. You guys know all that whole part. You know, Let's jump down to verse 5. Then Jesus gave this illustration. Imagine what would happen if you were to go to one of your friends in the middle of the night and pound on his door and shout and say, please, do you have some food that you can spare? A friend just arrived at my house unexpectedly, and I have nothing to serve him. But your friend says, why are you bothering me? Some friend, right? The door's locked, and my, and my family and I are all in bed. Do you expect me to get up and give you our food? But listen, because of your shameless impudence, even though it's in the middle of the night, your friend will get up out of his bed and give you all that you need. So it is with your prayers. What is he talking about? He's teaching us about prayer. He's teaching us about persistent prayer. So it is with your prayers. Ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll discover. Knock on heaven's door and it will one day open for you. Even persistent persons, or every persistent person will get what he asks for. Every persistent seeker will discover what he needs. And everyone who knocks persistently will one day find an open door. You see, persistence does more for your heart than it does for his. Persistence prepares you and activates faith on the inside of you and I when we begin to believe and say, God, I'm refusing to let this person go. Or I'm refusing to show up at this weekend and leave the same way that I came. Which, by the way, that shouldn't just happen during special conferences. That should happen on a day-to-day -day basis. Where you say, I refuse to break open this word and not hear your voice. I refuse to come to church and worship you and not be marked with your presence. I refuse to sow a seed into the kingdom and not expect a, a return on my investment because I sow in faith and I know it's to the cause of the kingdom advancement. So I thank you, God, for fruit attached to what I do. Like that has to become a mentality of ours. 
It's going to take a mental shift. So persistence is wildly key in the place of prayer. Because I don't know about you or me, but people have come up to me again and again and again. And I've prayed a simple prayer for about a minute. And I just said, if nothing happened, I send them on their way. Sometimes God moves in that minute. And it's amazing. And sometimes you got to push a little bit. Now, all you jealous ladies in here that went into labor for like hours or days, don't you just hate the other ladies that are like, I pushed for like two minutes and baby just came out. It was amazing. And you're like, I just seriously want to punch you in the throat right now. Like, I just want to knock you out. Sometimes that happens, but sometimes you got to push. And sometimes there's labor intensive involvement in the place of our prayer. And being persistent continues to activate faith. And we, be, we can also continue to, to pray for his will to align with our heart. So I, I want to pray tonight when we pray for his will, I want his will to be aligned with our heart. And I truly believe that as we do this, the next little portion of scripture talks about, hey, if we being able to know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask of him? So just trust me, God's trying to get him into you. And he's trying to bring his presence into every single person that will show up this weekend. So when we pray for his will, you could bank on the fact that them leaving with more of him is a marvelous bet. Why? Because the best gift that you or I could ever get is more of him. The best gift he can give you or me is himself. It's not more of this. It's not a bigger car, a nicer house. It's not a, 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 a prettier dog. I don't know what you want. Whatever. It's not any of those things. It is. That was like so dumb. It's literally him. Perfect. So God, create ways for me to get more of you in Jesus' name. And I promise you when he releases that, you will not be disappointed. Worship team, why don't you guys come back on up real quick. And as they come, I'm going to give you guys one more little verse here just because I love to talk about this when I talk about prayer and I feel like this is uh, on purpose here and and then we're going to go into a little bit more time of worship and that's how we're actually going to end tonight so you guys know Jeremiah 29 11 you have it on your Starbucks cup at the house maybe not Starbucks but you have it on your mug at the house it says this you guys know for I know the thoughts that I think towards you says the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope pause that's great but what about the next couple verses which is absolutely crucial verse 12 then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Maybe the future and the hope and the wonderful things promised to us in verse 11 is conducive on verse 12 and 13. Maybe verse 11 doesn't just happen because God is good. Maybe verse 11 happens because people grab hold of verse 12 and 13. Maybe tonight when you and I say, I'm not just here to just receive and continue to be fluffed up. Some of us are such full sponges, we can't even receive anymore. We live in an unprecedented time where you don't have to come in and listen to me on a Wednesday night. You can go to your computer and YouTube the greatest preachers in all of history and have them right there at your fingertips in the comfort of your own home while sipping a latte and eating dinner and relaxing. You don't even have to come. But there's something special about getting in the room and surrounding yourself with family and friends that love God, that have a commonality and decide to go after the same thing. Something happens, and I believe God responds to that. 
In Acts chapter 4, they were just arrested. Peter and John are arrested, and they finally get released. They show back up with the other believers, and, and they tell them, hey, this is all that's been going on. And you know what they do? They start to pray. And as they begin to pray, they say, God, give us the grace to continue to do the very thing that got us into trouble. Continue to, to, to help us, to empower us to believe that you could literally break chains, that you could sweep them off their feet, that you could put relationships back together. Give us the courage to not cower back, but to truly believe that this is what you've called me to do. And literally when they finish saying, amen, the ground begins to shake and the earth quakes. And I believe it's because God was excited that people were like, that's what I'm talking about. Let's go. So would you stand with me? And I want to just shake this place in prayer and in worship. And I want you, we only have a little bit of time. But in the time that we do have, I want you to engage with God. For some of you, this might be your first time. Fantastic. You're going to fall in love with not just praying over your cereal before you eat it, but spending time praying into the presence of God and bringing him into this place. Be a breakthrough worshiper tonight. Be a breakthrough prayer warrior tonight. And let's create an atmosphere in this place so that somebody else who is coming in addicted and broken and hurting and sick and lost, when they step foot into this room on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday night, and Sunday morning, and next week, there is something in this place that, that just proves they're going to have an encounter that they leave them ever the same. They will never be the same, simply because of you. Not me. Not them. You. Father, tonight, this is what we want. Father, tonight, we yoke up with you. We put our heart into alignment with you in Jesus' name. God, tonight I'm choosing to believe in the mighty name of Jesus that you still save today, that you still restore, that you still move in power. God, I choose to believe that this weekend at the First Love Conference, you're going to do something remarkable in the lives of the people that come. I know there's somebody right now who's on the deciding factor. They're like, I don't know, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. And something's gonna get them here. And when they show up, they're not gonna have an encounter with good preaching. They're not gonna have an encounter with great worship. They're not gonna buy a cool t-shirt. They are gonna meet the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the Holy Spirit of God is gonna come blazing into their life. They're gonna be filled with the Holy Spirit. There's gonna be power and miracles and grace and mercy and glory released all over this room. And it's gonna transform our region. And it's gonna transform our church. And it's gonna transform our staff. And it's gonna transform our family. And it's gonna transform our children's ministry. It's gonna trickle down to the least of these. And God, I'm choosing to believe in Jesus' name that this is your heart for every single one of us tonight. Come and do what only you could do in this place in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's worship and pray. If you need to get out of your seat and you want to walk around or something, that's totally fine. Let's get comfortable in here for the next 20 minutes. And I want you to press in. And I want you to press in. Let's go in Jesus' name. There's a grace when the heart is under fire. When the walls are closing in And when I look at the space between Where I used to be And this reckoning 
all give him praise tonight in this yeah. place. We are getting ready for the battle this week, and I'm excited. I'm excited. We're going to sing another song right here. As we just continued in this time of worship, we were just going nuts for Jesus right now. But I just pray right now. Let's just close our eyes. We're going to get into a nice, easy time of worship. It's fun to declare his name, but it's also fun to sit sometimes. It says, be still and know that I'm God. It's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It says, be still, know that I'm God. Sometimes it's just taking our time just to kind of chill and lay, and sit back and just know, hey, God, do what you're going to do in me. I'm here. I'm waiting. So if you feel comfortable, just raise your hands, close your eyes, and let's just sing this together. Can't go back to the beginning. Can't control what tomorrow will bring. But I know here in the middle is a place where you promised to be.
you just didn't right where you're at right now, would you just pray just for a minute? We're going to end early, a few minutes early. But I just want you to pray real quick. Just pray. Uh, pray for us. Pray for me. Pray for this weekend. Just just pray that, that God really wouldn't just, uh, that this just wouldn't be a great time, that it would be something that would literally change the trajectory of families, that would change the trajectory of churches, that it would shift something over San Diego. I don't believe in insignificant gatherings. I believe that when we're gathered in his presence and he shows up, anything can happen. So, Father, just come. Thank you tonight for, for just sowing in prayer. I truly believe something special happens when we all come and we all contribute. I want you to take ownership of this because I believe if some of the fruit gets credited to your account when you pray, when you give, when you sow and, and serve and all the different things that we all do. Uh, I, I truly believe God sees that and it, it, it creates an ownership inside your heart and in my heart. And I believe the fruit comes to our accounts in heaven, which is which is amazing. I love how God does that. So, yeah, God, final prayer. We just thank you again. Work it all out. Work out the the, the schedule, people, the musicians, sound, the finances. <laughs> God, work out the finances. In Jesus' name, we thank you for every need to be met and an abundance. Bless our kids, Lord God, that they would not uh, 
not miss what you have for them. That they would have a great, fun time, but that they would realize what you could do through their life, even at a young age. Go get them, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.